Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Flesh in the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding as we go through this study. Israel in the flesh. We use the scriptures 1998 translation. Welcome anybody at Pal Talk. We are actually in the Pal Talk room, the scriptures 1998, which I made keep <laughs> as the pal talk room so everybody can know it's the same room now the last time the people had passed the test now let's see what happens and what the next instructions are you need to go to Yahusha chapter 6 and let's pick it up in verse uh, 17. 17. And the city shall be put under the ban. It and all that is in it belongs to Yahuwah. Only Rahab the whore is to live. She and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Next verse. And you, by all means, guide yourselves from that which is under the ban, lest you come under the ban when you take of that which is under the ban, and make the camp of Israel a curse, and shall trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are set apart to Yahuwah. They go into the treasury of Yahuwah. So, in verse 17, we see the people of Israel were not allowed to keep anything that they would find in the city. So here's another test. And also following the law, the first, that the first that they get goes to Yahuwah. Another thing to notice about this being is that Two people received reward. One is Yahuwah himself, because it was the army of Yahuwah that won the battle, as he told Yahusha in chapter 6, verse 2. See, I have given Yeroho and its king, the Geber, 
into your hand. And we know the host of Yahuwah was there also because Michael talked to Yahusha and told him so. Let's look at the prior verse. Go to 14. And he said, No, for I have now come as captain of the host of Yahuwah. The second person that received a reward or will receive a reward from this fallen city was Rahab because she took a chance and hid the messengers because she feared Yahuwah. In verse 18, there is a warning given to all the people of Israel concerning Yeraho. If you take anything, you will bring a curse. Verse 19 explains what will be kept for Yahuwah. Silver, gold, bronze, iron will go to the treasury of Yahuwah. Those were the new instructions given before they actually shouted. Let's read, continue to read here. Verse 20 in Yahusha chapter 6. And the people shouted when the priest blew the horns. And it came to be when the people heard the sound of the horn. And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat and the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. And they put under the ban all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and donkey with the edge of the sword. So we saw that the people shouted when they were supposed to, and the wall of Yarahol, this big, thick wall, fell down flat. Now this tells us the walls fell flat down. And then the verse says the people went up into the city. Then it says every man straight before him, which means the wall fell inward, yes, towards the city. And they walked over the wall into the city and took the city. It was easy pickings. They could walk into the city and do as they were instructed. So verse 21, it told us, every living thing was killed without a fight. There's no fights mentioned here. You notice it doesn't say the city fought back or there was a conflict or anyone got hurt on the side of Israel. There are some that would have a problem killing people who were not able to fight back or protect themselves. But this is an example of what will happen during the beginning of the end of this world age. Turn to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22. And read with me verse 
11. So, 11. He who does wrong, let him do wrong. He who is filthy, let him be filthy. So, that tells you, it's letting us know if someone's bad, let them continue to be bad. What does Matthew 15 say? Matthew 15 tells us, or gift of Yah 15, and it says, leave them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind leads the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. In other words, let those spiritually dead die and do not try to save them. Now, Rahab was a whore, and she received reward because she feared Yahuwah. Go back to Yahuwah, Yahusha chapter 6, picking it up in verse 22. And to the two men who had spied out the land of Yahusha said, Go into the house of the woman, the whore, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has, as you swore to her. And the young men, the spies, went in and brought out Rahab and her father, and her mother, and her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and set them outside the camp of Israel. So Rahab and her family and her possessions were brought out of the city. Now notice what verse 23 says at the end. So they brought out all her relatives and set them outside the camp of Israel. They were not accepted into Israel, but they were spared from death. As we study the scriptures, we find that Yahuwah Elohim uses outsiders to do works for him. This is flesh Israel doing flesh things. For us, Spiritually, spiritually, flesh death is not our concern. Yahusha taught us about thinking flesh or worldly problems and how he handled it. Go to Luke, chapter 13. Luke, chapter 13. And it tells us, And we're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 13. And some were present at that time reporting to him, that's Yahusha in the New Testament, about the Galatians or Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their offerings. And Yahusha answering said to them, Do you think that these Galileans 
were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they had suffered like this? I say to you, no, but unless you repent, you shall all perish in the same way. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Shiloh fell and killed them, do you think that they were greater offenders than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I say to you, no, but unless you repent, you shall all perish in the same way. The only thing he was teaching them was how not to perish. Sin didn't have anything to do with the reason these two groups of people died. Yahusha told us where they went when they died and what path they were on while alive. And the path they were on when they died was the path that leads to the gate, which leads to destruction. Now, what were they to do with this city? Continuing, back in Yahusha chapter 24, I mean uh, chapter 6, picking it up in verse 24. And what does it say? Okay, it says, And they burned the city and all that was in it with fire, only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of Yahuwah. So they burned it, everything in it, with fire. Except, of course, the stuff that they were given into the house of Yahuwah. So what happens after you die in the flesh? As an enemy of the Father and his kingdom. What happens after you die at the end of this age do you know what happens well this is we're looking at flesh israel which is a flesh example of us or for us concerning flesh things but we as brethren can see these things spiritually now what is this saying it's giving us an example of what happens to flesh enemies of Israel, or obviously the Father, Yahuwah. Let's go to Revelation and find out about the enemies, ultimately, where they end up. And they end up in, and we're going to go to Revelation chapter 20. And I want us to take a look at verse 5. Revelation uh, 15, I'm sorry, 20 verse 15, and it says, And if anyone 
was not found written in the book of life. He was thrown into the lake of fire. So is burning with fire a way the father has destroyed things in this flesh world? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an example, just like Revelation, and that's going to be the destruction of their soul. But let's go to Genesis, or Bereshith, and I want you to look at chapter 19 with me. And take a look at verse 24 with me. And what does it say? And Yahuwah rained sulfur and fire on Sedum and Amorah from Yahuwah out of the heavens. So that's right. And the that's the Hebrew words, Hebrew names, but you know it as Sodom and Gomorrah. Fire rained out of the heavens and destroyed, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now let's go to Numbers, which is uh, Bimida. So Numbers, Bimida, eleven, and verse one says, "And it came to be when the people were as complainers, it was evil in the ears of Yahuwah, and Yahuwah heard it, and his displeasure burned." And the fire of Yahuwah burned among them and consumed those in the outskirts of the camp. So guess what? These people were burned up because they were complainers. Killed. Let's go to chapter 26 here. And, um, Bimib, uh, Bimib da or Numbers... 26 and I want you to look at verse 10 with me and what does it say it's not, it's just an, another account of burning and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up together with Korah when that company died when the fire consumed 250 men and they became a sign so you've got 250 that were killed by fire. So we see that in some cases, fire is used to destroy people and cities, the enemies of Elohim. Yeroho was one of those places and an example of what happens to those that end up as an enemy of Yahuwah, Elohim, at the end of this age. Now go back to Yahusha chapter 6 and the second part here so and they burned the city and all that was in it with fire so we know about the fire now that's the way the father destroys and cleanses something only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of Yahuwah the only things they left untouched was the stuff given to the treasury of the house of Yahuwah. That is exactly what will be left for the kingdom of heaven 
in eternity. Those that are written in the book of life. Turn to 1 Corinthians. Well, what does it say about them? 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And it says, chapter 3, and I want us to read um, verses 9, beginning in verse 9. For we are fellow workers of Elohim. You are the field of Elohim, the building of Elohim, according to the favor of Elohim, which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it, but each one should look how he builds on it. For no one is able to lay any other foundation except that which is laid, which is Yahusha, Messiah. And if anyone builds on his foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will be revealed, for the day shall show it up, because it is revealed by fire. And the fire shall prove the work of each one what sort it is. If anyone's work remains, which he has built on, he shall receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, but so as through fire. Oh yeah, your works will be tested. And what this means is we can do different things for the kingdom of heaven. Yes, we have different jobs. Each one's work shall be revealed for the day shall show it up because it is revealed by fire. And the fire shall prove the work of each one what sort it is. As we can see in the end, and that's what this is talking about, what we have become spiritually will be tested with fire. In chapter 6, with Yeroho, we see everything was burnt except for things of value, which is what will happen with us also. So understand that. Everything that is worthless will be burned up before we get into eternity. Now get go back to Yahusha chapter 6. And I want you to read, uh, beginning in verse 25 with me. And it says, However, Yahusha kept alive Rahab the whore and her father's household and all that she had. So, there was only one group, and it was her family, that lived, and that was Rahab. The sinner, yeah, she was a whore. Some people are trying to say she wasn't a whore. I don't know why they try to say that, but anyway. And she was allowed to, to also keep her possessions, her worldly possessions. 
The next part of the verse tells us she, she moved. You remember we read that when they took them out, they were placed on the outside of the camp of Israel. But the second part of this verse, what does it say? It says, and she, she, not her family, and she dwelt in the midst of Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Yahusha sent to spy out Yerohol. You see, it doesn't say all her family. No, they were still on the outside of Israel. It just says her, and she was allowed to live in Israel because she feared Yahuwah and hid the messengers. And she also got her family to live, and they lived. Now let's look at what happened to Rahab in Israel. So understand, this is letting us know that her family did not like Israel, and they didn't want anything to do with Israel, and they didn't live among Israel, but she did, you see, only her. And what does it say in Matthew, speaking about Rahab? Go to Matthew chapter 1, or Gift of Yah, chapter 1, verse 5. And Salmon brought forth Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz brought forth Obed by Ruth, and Obed brought forth Yishari, and Yishari brought forth David, the king. So Rahab married a descendant of Judah named Salmon, and they had a son they named Boaz, and Boaz married Ruth. Remember the story of Ruth? And they had a son named Yeshe'ehi, and he had a son named David, who became the king of Israel. I want you to go to Ibram or Hebrew in the back here. Chapter 11. Go to verse 31 with me. What does it say? By belief, Rahab the whore did not perish with those who did not believe, having received the spies with peace. So it says she believed, so she didn't perish. You understand? It's a flesh example of us. We're sinners. We believe in the Messiah, the Savior. And because we believe and we stay on the right path, guess what happens? We don't get burned up in fire at the final judgment. And we don't perish. Just like we read in the Corinthians, her badness Rahab burned up, but her life was spared. Now, here's a question for you. Do you think that she continued to be a whore and was allowed to live with the people of Israel? 
No, she was a businesswoman, and so was her husband, Salmon. Now, the end of chapter 6 tells us about a curse. So, understand, Rahab was a sinner, but she changed. Let's find out and finish up here in chapter 6. And Yahusha warned them at that time, saying, Cursed is the man before Yahuwah. Yahusha warned them at that time, saying, Cursed is the man before Yahuwah who rises up and builds this city, Yeraho. He lays its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest, he sets up its gates. So, here was the curse, curse to the one who raises the city of Yeraho again. Now, there was a reason that they didn't do this with all cities, but this was Yeraho. <clears throat> and there was a reason why, you know, the Almighty didn't want this city or anything in it to remain while his people, you know, were going to take over the land. There was a reason. And it doesn't tell us the reason except for it's completely, totally burned. And one of the things this shows us is no looking back to what was. So burn it up, get rid of it, and don't rebuild it. Don't try to make Yeraho again, which is very... Um, similar to what happened in Genesis, where we just read a while back. And go to Genesis 19, remember? The fires that came out against Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, what does it say in chapter 19, Baresh, or Genesis, verse 24? And it says... And Yahuwah rained sulfur and fire on Sedem and Amorah from Yahuwah out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. And what does it say in verse 26? But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. You understand? So she looked back. She wanted to, you know, look back at the city, and they weren't supposed to. You're not supposed to look back at what the city was, and it was being burnt up. What does the Savior tell us, the teacher, the Messiah, the Lamb tell us in the New Testament. Well, go to Luke with me. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. And it says, I want us to start reading in verse 29. And it says, and it came to be 
when he came near to Bethel, I'm sorry, 17, I was supposed to be in 17. 17, verse 29. But on the day Lot, went out of Sedum, it rained fire and sulfur from heaven and destroyed all. It shall be the same in the day the son of Adam is revealed. Do you understand? <laughs> the end times. It's going to be the same thing. In that day, he who shall be on the housetop and his goods in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field let him not turn back. Remember the wife of Lot. Whoever seeks to save his life shall lose it, and whoever loses his life shall preserve it. So you know what the Savior is showing? What, what is the Savior telling us there? Why did she look back? Because she wanted her stuff that was in the city, you see. She wanted it. So don't look back to the flesh at that time. Look forward to eternity. Now go to chapter 9 here in Luke. In verse 62. But Yahushua said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the rain or the kingdom of Elohim. You understand? So that's what's going on with Yeraho. It's burned up. Don't rebuild it. Don't look at it. Don't have anything to do with it. If you do, you will be cursed. Let's go to Second Kepha and go to verse uh, chapter 2. And of course, that would be Peter, if you want to insult him. Second Kiefer, chapter 2, verse 20. And it says, For if after they have escaped the defilement of the world through the knowledge of the Master and Savior, Yahusha, Messiah, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the first. So, guess what? No looking back. You continue down the path and don't try to go back to your life, your flesh. Don't worry about the flesh and the way things were. Now, now we understand that that's no looking back. There was a reason why it was burnt up. Let it be burned. And then um, Yahushua says there, you know, if you do build it, there's going to be a curse. And so the question we're going to ask is, did someone ignore the curse and in the future sometime build Yeraho? And the answer is, yes, they did. Let's go to 1 Kings. 1 Kings which would be um, yeah I believe 
That is towards the back. If you've got the scriptures, And of course, in the Hebrew, it's called Melikim, which means kings. And we'll go into chapter 16, and I want us to pick it up in verse 33. What does it say? And Ahab made an Asherah, uh -oh, an idol. And Ahab did more to provoke Yahuwah Elohim of Israel than all the sovereigns of Israel before him. In his days, Hiel of Bethel built Yeroho. Did you hear that? Hiel of Bethel built Yeroho. He laid its foundation at the cost of Abram, his firstborn, and at the cost of his youngest son, Segub, he set up its gates according to the word of Yahuwah, which he had spoken through Yahusha, son of Nun. So, did they rebuild it? Yes, they rebuilt Jericho. Ahab had it done. This was done many hundreds of years later, and as the prophecy said, the sons would die. Now, Ahab, King Ahab, was no dummy. He had someone else do it for him, and they did it from Bethel, the house of Elohim. Satan works the same way. He gets others to do his work, he doesn't do it personally. Go back to Yahusha, chapter 6, and verse 27. And Yahuwah was with Yahusha, and a report about him was in all the land. So everyone knew who Yahusha the son of Nun was. The flesh world of that time knew who Yahusha was, as the whole world, yep, will know who the Messiah, who Yahusha is, when he arrives in the clouds. Revelation 1 7, every eye will see him. Revelation 19, he will be king of kings and master of masters. In this study, we have learned about the flesh result of arriving in the promised land and preparing Israel to receive their inheritance, preparing the way. And the shepherd arriving on the earth to prepare the earth for eternity. 
So that's what these studies are. It's telling you and teaching you about flesh Israel. And then we're looking at it from the spiritual perspective. Israel went into the promised land, the flesh promised land of the land of Israel, as was promised them. And we will go into our promised land, which is eternity. And that completes our study, Flesh in the Scriptures, which you can find on TalkShoe.com. I have put a, the link at the top here on PalTalk.com in the information so that you can know where to go to get past studies. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.